0: said it couldn't be done there's a pandemic sports canceled forget about it your life is over nope Slowly but surely through the 2020s, we went through a bubble, we went through a crazy off-season, and here we are, back on the franchise. It's the First Take Franchise post-game show. That's right, I am TV's Jerry. You're welcome. I know, it's live. We're live. We're local. Call your mom. Call your grandma. Call your grandma's mom. That's right, you haven't talked to her in forever. Tell her we're back on the radio, stronger than ever. No, it's not just me. It's Brady Trantham, it's Christine Butterfield, and it is the Cougar Killer himself, Matt Burton. All of us here to give you the news. Have you heard the good news? The Thunder are rebuilding, and tonight they fell to the Orlando Magic, 118 to 107. But there's so many interesting twists and turns on this Thunder team. We are here to break it down, to build it back up, and to explain it all to you on the First Take post-game show. I am Jerry Ramsey. Do I hear the beautiful, wonderful sounds of Brady Trantham? Brady, are you there? Oh, yeah. I've been here for some time, Jerry. Okay, because I kept talking. I get that.
1: Oh, no, no, no. That's not a Jerry talks-too-much <laughs> joke at all. <laughs> but, I love your voice, let me just Oh, say. thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's not my strongest feature. My strongest feature is the sexy cul-de-sac, but we'll get into that much, much later. Christine Butterfield, I hear that you're on the pitch.
2: I'm right here, ready and waiting.
1: Oh, is that a soccer thing? That's a soccer thing. That was a soccer. I don't know if
0: you know this. Christine Butterfield uh, played some very high-level soccer, and uh, she could kick you right in your tuchus. She
1: also covers the energy fairly well, too.
2: Yeah, it's a good time. One of the only people in Oklahoma City that probably follows soccer, but it's all good.
0: Okay. Is that a soccer team in Oklahoma City? I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm a funny guy. And, of course, like I said, behind the glass, and who's going to be uh, spitting more this season than ever before, that is the mighty uh, Matt Burton. Jerry, what's going on? You doing all right? Okay, that's enough, Matt. Okay, All right, so let's get into 118-107. Like I said, there's so many things that you can get into uh, this game and uh, what the Oklahoma City Thunder did. I'm going to start right off uh, with the surprise of the season so far, Isaiah Roby. Uh, here's a guy that we kind of like laughed off a little bit. Poor Roby couldn't make the bubble. Uh, had a little foot problem, so we didn't get to see uh, the taste of the uh, Roby experience. And man, oh man, Brady, tonight, we got, a, we got a thick, rich taste of what Roby can bring to this team.
1: Yeah, I'm sure everyone's seen it, but oh my God, did he destroy some ankles tonight. No, look, Isaiah Rowe, he showed he he showed basically everything that he can bring to the table on paper. He he uh, his first shot of his NBA career that he made tonight uh, was a made three, so he is a big that can in theory stretch the floor. So that's always something you want in twenty twenty uh, modern day basketball. But you know, night of twelve from the floor, one of two from the three point line, nineteen points, like you said, seven rebounds. I, I like the energy and the the main thing. Of course, this is this is happening because Al Horford is resting on the second night of the back-to-back as well as George Hill and it's a incredibly short small sample size three games, but two games with the usual starters. One thing that we've been able to say about the starting five for the Oklahoma City Thunder this year is that the ball movement is it's it's hot. It is crisp. The ball is flying around with purpose. Um You credit SGA, you credit Mark Dagnall, his first year as the head coach, and you thought, I mean, maybe I did, maybe other people didn't, but you think without Al Horford, without George Hill, maybe that might have gone away. Uh, No, it was exactly like it was in the first two games. where The ball was just flying all over the place with purpose. And Isaiah Roby was a big part of that. So, I mean, shout out Nebraska. Uh, We haven't been able to say anything good about them athletically, especially since it's football season and it's almost over. But uh, shout out to the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They've got some basketball uh, talent in Isaiah Roby to uh, be optimistic about, I guess you could say.
0: I think Ruby deserves a black shirt. Uh, Christine, if you were uh, walking up and to go buy something at your favorite liquor store, maybe one of these players would be hanging outside and ask you to get them a six pack of uh, something cool and, and uh, import it. I mean, these guys right. are young, 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 young. Do you want to talk about just all the young bodies that were thrown out there tonight?
2: Oof, yeah. I mean, without Al Horford in the starting lineup, that starting five was just. Beyond the years of anything. Like, they were just so, so young. And so I didn't think that they were going to be as productive as they were, even though their shots weren't falling tonight. They still brought a lot of energy, they brought a lot of enthusiasm. And I mean, defense was lacking, but Isaiah Roby was, a, I think, a surprise to everyone. I didn't think he was kind of as bad as everyone has been plaguing since the beginning of the season but I I thought he had a little bit of moxie to him and he showed that off tonight and I was happy that he was able to kind of pick up where George Hill left off and was able to get the ball rolling for Oklahoma City because Darius Baisley was just not getting it done tonight you know he only had six points and he shot three for 14 which is very low in production according to what we've seen him do in the past so hopefully he can pick back up next game but yeah these guys are young and you can tell just by the way they were moving the ball together the way that they were just staying healthy staying like they were really fit and so like they weren't getting tired which plays into how young they are obviously so big strength spread them
1: we'd be remiss if we didn't remind everybody this is i don't know what the hawks are doing right now or the pacers or the cleveland cavaliers uh, but this is the Eastern Conference leading Orlando Magic. They're undefeated four and zero. So I mean, credit to the Thunder, but this is the Orlando Magic we're talking about, everybody.
0: The Orlando Magic, and once again, I'm going to remind people as the season goes along. Look at some of these teams that took a step back to build up things. I mean, obviously, uh, they've you know believed in Vucevic all these years, and, and you see him developed. Uh, and the guy is, I, I like Michael, kept on calling him, uh, Michael Cage kept on calling him all-star, all-star, all reminding us that this guy is an absolute all-star and a stud. I mean, we're talking uh, 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists. But, you know, they uh, believed in Aaron Gordon and put some time into him. And Fournier and Terrence Ross has worked his butt off to turn into a real NBA player instead of just some high flyer. And least we forget the number one pick overall in uh, Fultz. Who you know knocked down a three? I remember a couple of years ago, wasn't his jump shot just completely broken? I mean, remember we were he seeing was broken of as a and, player. Yes, we saw pictures of him in Philadelphia practice, just like not being able to get a shot up. So to see him and his improvement, terrible night for him four sixteen. He's been lighting it up, but just to see him like be a contributor though, that's an amazing thing in itself. And so when you build like that, like the Orlando Magic, they're going. They have a pretty salty team.
1: Yeah, I mean, Markel Fultz, like you said, not a good night shooting for him, 4 of 16, 11 points. He did have 10 assists, and that's kind of the thing that's going to make Markel Fultz go away from what he is basically to the casual NBA fan, where he is a bust as a number 1 overall pick, Uh, but he can still be an impact player, uh, especially with an Orlando Magic team that's looking to not just be Uh, the sacrificial lamb as the eight seed in the Eastern conference playoff run. But if Markel Fultz can continue on the path that he's been on early on in the season. And again, it's a small sample size. We can only go off three or four games, but if he can still impact the game and in other ways, other than just scoring, then the magic are going to have something, but it was a good little matchup for SGA tonight uh, defensively, just because Markel Fultz is a little bit similar to him in terms of the size, the versatility, what, what he can do. And you know the thing for SGA that I liked about tonight. I mean, I don't. I don't know how you guys felt, but um, this was shocking to me. I walked into the studio and I told Matt Burton this. Hey, going into tonight, SGA was two of thirteen from the three-point line, and it was it was shocking to me just because it's not something that we. Really, it wasn't a talking point. It wasn't like SGA is chucking up too many bad shots. They're all within the flow of the offense. He just simply hadn't uh, knocked any of them down, uh, fortunately for him. But tonight he was three of three from the three point line, eight of 10, 23 points, seven rebounds, seven assists. Uh, But the thing that's going to probably get on Jerry Ramsey's just annoy his brain the five turnovers he had one bad one late that uh, when the game was somewhat uh, competitive I mean the Thunder lose a close competitive game but when the Thunder had a chance to maybe get over the hump against the Magic SJ has a bad turnover but young player new responsibility new roles it's going to happen
2: oh Brady it did you know just annoyed this... Jerry it annoyed me to no end well I mean
1: that's that's a young team is going to annoy
2: well so there you go Great, right, a... Christine They had a large amount of turnovers tonight. They had 20 total turnovers.
1: Those are Russell Westbrook numbers.
2: Those are Russell Westbrook numbers. And 12 of those came straight off of steals, which is basically them just throwing the ball away. And that just can't happen because the amount of points that you can score off of turnovers is deadly, especially in this game. And the Orlando Magic scored 11 points off of turnovers. That's exactly how how many points they won by. I will tell
0: you, ball security. Ball security is the sign of a mature team. So you're right; they're going to have to learn how to do that, and they're going to have to figure out the right places, right spaces, and that—that's the thing that a team. I mean, this is what the third team, uh, the third third game for these guys. So. And a team that hasn't played much together, you're going to see a little bit of that just because they haven't played together yet. So uh, I agree with you. I mean, turnovers are, are exactly, a, they're going to be a thorn in somebody's side. But my goodness, uh, this young team getting it together is uh just, it's phenomenal just to watch this uh, go down. Uh, it is Brady Trantham. that's Christine Butterfield. I am Jerry Ramsey. Uh, you know what, though? Let's talk about the glue that keeps us together. Matt Burton behind the glass. Burton, I am going to give you the honor of telling us how our best buddy, our best friend, we're all stands of the guy, Lou Dort. This guy could easily be the Thunder MVP to start this season.
3: Oh, I think he definitely is. I think he definitely is. Lou Dort, uh, outside of that first game, these past two games, he has been playing with confidence. Um, and it's it's been on the offensive end. He always have has confidence on the defensive end. Um, I feel like you can have confidence in your defensive ability uh, if you guard James Harden like you did uh, in the bubble last year. Well, I guess this year, but last season, technically. Um, but no, Lou Dort on offense, he's, he's playing with more confidence, shooting it with more confidence. Um, it, this is where he differs from... And Andre Robertson, uh, guys that are supposed to be defensive stoppers, Otabo Cephalosia, uh, his shot is not broken. Lou Dort's shot is not broken by any means. Uh, he just needs to shoot with some more rhythm, like he was, like he has been these past two games, uh, and he'll be fine. His shot is not broken by any means. It's not like Robertson's where he shoots it and you don't think it's going in, ever. Like, when Lou Dort shoots, uh, now especially, when, he's, when he catches it in rhythm, shoots it confidently, I think I think it's going in more often than not. So it's been, it's been nice to see him play with some more confidence, and uh, the way he attacks the basket, he attacks he he is violent going to the basket.
0: You know what? I'm going to bring it back to you, Christine, uh, because you were talking about the turnovers or whatever and with this young team, and I was talking about playing together and getting together. Uh, what's going to happen sometimes though, is that these young guys are going to surprise we saw Roby tonight be a huge surprise, but this three game sample size, I mean, has Lou Dort surprised you or did you have this expectation of this ceiling?
2: No, I'm not surprised by this. Frankly, this is what I expected out of Lou Dort coming out of the offseason because we all know about his great defensive capabilities, but what his game was kind of lacking was a consistency in his shooting. And that's what I was really looking forward to this season and seeing if he'd improve that at all, if he's become more consistent and more efficient from the three-point line and as well as attacking, attacking the rim. Excuse me, And that's what he's been doing the last couple of games. And so I think that it should show off you know, in more games to come, hopefully that is not just, you know, in the sample size and then, you know, when they start playing some really good opponents, then he might get too tired on the defensive end. And his um, shot production will go down a little bit, but I really expected this coming out of the off season, and I'm really glad that he's living up to what I kind of hyped up in my head because I think he's a really solid player, especially when he gets going on the offensive end as well as the defensive end. Game over.
0: Uh, Bertie, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh the three pointers. They were 11 to 34 tonight, uh, not great, uh, 32 percent, right? Um, this is, and I think Dagnalt was asked about this. Uh, Coach Dagnot was asked, you know, is it intentional uh that you're shooting three pointers? Is are you doing that, you know, making that a huge weapon of your offense? He said no, he said it's in the flow of the game or, or whatever, but. As you're starting to watch this team come together, aren't you noticing that they they really are kind of depending on that perimeter uh, almost in football, as if to you know basically throw to set up the run. That's kind of what they're doing, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, and it's it's probably going to be the great equalizer for this team, uh, especially when you consider you know Lou Dort if he's going to he's going to have a ton of opportunities to get six, seven, eight, nine three point shots up just because. Uh, Players respect him on the defensive end. Players don't respect him when he has the ball in his hands. So he's going to have plenty of room, and he's got the green light. And I guess when you talk about the starting five, because going back to the great equalizer, the players and the coaches are trying to win games. It's so hard to kind of keep having to remind people that. Uh, I know Thunder fans, are they, they understand what the important thing is, for this season is to be uh, trying to get draft capital, trying to get better draft picks, of course. So you want to see some improvement. You want to see some development. At the end of the day, you know, losing the Magic isn't a bad thing and losing more games won't be a bad thing. Uh, But for Lou Dort, um, shooting all these threes and then kind of going back into the starting five, I I can kind of see them just going, well, we're trying to win these games. That's what we're here to do so let's try to chuck up a bunch of shots because if we can increase our margin for error when the bench comes out, we won't have to come back from as much of a deficit when we get back into the second quarter as the starting five once uh, the bench is kind of cleared off the floor. So that's how I see it, but I will say if we're 15, 16 games into the season and Lou Dort, uh, Hamadou Diallo are still chucking up threes, then I think we're just kind of going to be resigned to the fact that, Yeah, this is just a bad team where the coaches are just basically giving the green light to a bunch of players that on a playoff contending team uh, would probably have a little bit of a... uh, Lou, eight threes is a little too much. Maybe do something a little bit different, if you know what I mean.
0: All right, that's Brady Trantham. I'm Jared Ramsey. Uh, In the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit about SGA. I want to talk about Darius Baisley's night because this started early. Uh, I was in on the uh, call with him. But before we hit the second segment, we got to have a break. And before we hit the break, we got to hit the tank. That's right. Master P was the king of the tank back in the day. Let's bring it. Make him say "ah." Oh! Our tanking segment with our uh-huh. own Brady Trantham. Uh- <laughs> huh? Who's Master P? Make him
1: say "ah." Oh. You guys don't remember this? Is this master pull- of puppets? Is that what that means? Pull
0: that. Pull that up, Jerry. Do you Burton. remember how young I am? If you don't know about the tank sister, no limit soldiers, ah! Oh. M-
1: Matt has a what very is- confused look on his face.
2: What is with you and that noise? You also play the prince one. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> Brady, the tank master player of the game. I'm gonna say uh, uh, Matt Burton and I agreed uh, before tip off, so Christine might have a different opinion. But uh, Justin Jackson, he got his first, not only his first start of the season, but the- his first appearance. In the regular season for the Oklahoma City Thunder, and uh, just did not really contribute that much. I mean, he was three of six, uh, eight points, three assists, two rebounds, 03 from the three point line. Uh, I mean, it could have been worse, but. Of the starting five, and then even guys off the bench like Alexi a Pokushevsky, like we'll talk about later on, Hamadou Diallo, uh, Teo Maladon, uh, Justin Jackson just didn't give me anything to be excited for, or to be annoyed for. So that, to me, is a tank commander of the game. It would be, it would be uh, Kelly Ubre anytime, but he's not here anymore. So uh, <laughs> sorry about that.
0: Do you have any disagreements, Christine?
2: Listen, I'm going to go with the layup. I think it was Darius Baisley. <laughs> He's you know That is
1: rude. Uh, he no. trying.
2: He was so inefficient tonight.
1: Don't ask him a question. He will get mad then. We're
0: we're we'll into laugh that probably. But
2: <laughs> Oh, well, you know, he was 3 of 14 tonight. We've seen a lot better of him. He wasn't effective from the defensive end either. Wasn't good at attacking the rim and was playing timid pretty much the entire game. So I expect a lot more from a starter and a lot more from someone that knows that he needs to step up for the Thunder. So for me, he's the obvious option.
0: How do you not go with the obvious layup and the guy who barely made one? Pogo, Pogoshevsky. He was 1 of 8. And this is coming off the struggle bus that he's had since the entire season. What do you expect him to do?
2: Jerry, just be happy he finally made a shot. What's he was his total
0: number? He was, he was 1 of 8 tonight.
1: It was his, was 15, of, it was his 15th shot of the season that he tipped in. He was a, <laughs> he was 0 of 14 and then he made his 15th shot. Ended up 1 of 8 tonight. Uh, but 6 rebounds. <laughs> Uh, five, or excuse me, six rebounds, three assists. Uh, you can see some promise with him in some parts of his game. Uh, he still
0: no, hashtag triple double watch. I get you, Brady. He, he can still <laughs> do
1: positive things even when his shot isn't falling. And if we're talking about a young, raw player, I would rather him do something positive than just simply chuck up shots, miss them, and then hang his head.
0: 107.7 The Franchise. It's Brady, Christine, and Matt. We're all the crew. We're the crew you want to listen to. So go ahead. Tell everybody the real post-game show is on tonight, and uh, let's all have a taste. When we get back, we'll get more into SGA. His evening, yes, I would love to talk about Darius Baisley. Christine, sounds like you have some salty takes. And let's talk about the Poku. That's right, the sensation that's sweeping the nation. But first, uh, he needs to make a bucket Alexei Pokashevsky, we'll talk about all that stuff when we get back. You're listening to the first take postgame show on 1077, the franchise. Thank you so much. Uh, we're so glad to be back on the air giving you what you want with your Oklahoma City Thunder. They might be tanking, but we're not still solid the most solid crew covering this thing, Bertie Trantham. Christine Butterfield, Matt Burton. Uh, I am in location unknown. May I'm I be
1: kidding. May I be a little corny, Jerry? For a second? Sure.
0: Sure. This
1: isn't the first uh, Thunder first take post game show that we've done. Of course, we did it during the bubble uh, when the Thunder lost in seven to the Houston Rockets, but this is the first Thunder first take post game show uh, following a game that we watched in Chesapeake Energy Arena since March 11th. So a lot of firsts, but it, it feels. It feels nice to be at the arena and then hurry over to the studio for the post game show instead of watching all the games on t v because they're being played in orlando, so it feels a little bit more
0: like old times this time little normality, just a tiny bit of normality it's fine it's fine it's fine we're getting there we're not all the way there, but we're getting there. It still feels like I'm at an eleven o'clock y m c a game uh at Chesapeake arena. you know just parents and people that work at the y m c a kind of feels what that what that is but Like you said, Brady, Chesapeake Arena opened the doors for the media. Uh, Michael Cage is talking about his church league. I mean, you're right. It's starting to feel a little bit better in what's going on. Uh, So let's get into uh, – by the way, you probably want to know the score if you are just now tuning in. If you're just now tuning in, too, you're welcome. Does anyone care
1: (laughs) – Does anyone care?
0: The score. I the mean, thunder the, loss. That's
1: all you need to know. That's all to The
0: thing that they teach you in these schools, I don't know, because I went you to the one in the strip the mall. did you go to
2: broadcasting school?
0: I did go to broadcasting school. It's exactly what I did. It was like a vo It was right next to the refrigerator repair, which sometimes I wish I would have gone next door, but no I didn't. Sounds it's kidding. <laughs> So, as a matter of fact, Christine, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody the score?
2: So, the score for Everyone That Cares was 118 to 107. <laughs> for
0: our friends in the desert. And in case anyone also, didn't know,
2: Oklahoma City lost.
0: Yay! If, I mean, if you really, really want to really get into it, and what, I learned, and what I learned in broadcasting school back in 1992, when I went to American Broadcasting School, yo, shout out. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're not there anymore. But, uh... <laughs> okay. I can't. But also, Matt Burton, if we could do the time and temperature every twenty minutes, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> that's of what you do oh. of, of where we're at. The time of where we're at. Uh, should I we have all oh, taken
1: temperature our, in here? Should we have uh, all it. taken our temperatures before we did the show? <laughs> yes, I took my temperature yes, when I walked into should. the arena, and it was a crisp ninety-seven point one. Ooh, I was a 97.5. No, Boo. No one cares, Christine. The temperature in this pr- look
3: producer at you, Sizzle, studio with is a about point
0: 90 degrees. <laughs> point 0.4. Um, but yes, at, uh, at at the 15s, Burton, if you could hit us with the time and temperature, like it's 945, and you know, go to your little weather, weather app, and it'll say, and it is 50 degrees. There you go. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just telling you how to broadcast old school style. Can he take us That's around the do. association
1: perhaps at some point, maybe in the near future? I don't know.
2: No. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> guess, Was that uh, your
0: attempt? Was that your attempt to get him to do it around the association? Not at all. I'm not in control okay. here. Okay. Alright, so here we go. Back in the driver's seat. Uh, Shake Gilchrist-Alexander, uh, SGA, the superstar that is uh, the Oklahoma City's own. Uh, not an all-star yet. Hopefully an all-star soon. Whatever. He has been very aggressive this season, obviously with the ball in his hands with the last two games to win the game. Did it against Charlotte. Did not do it against Utah. Tonight, uh, he did remedy some things. 3-3 three three from the three-point line. Uh, seven rebounds, seven assists. Showed his all-around game. I don't think that he is at the point where he is com- in complete control of a game just yet, but there are times, Brady, where he cannot be uh he cannot be checked and he can get the basket whatever he wants.
1: Yeah, and I thought Over the last, I mean, just the first three games of the season, I think you can follow a pattern with him. Like He's trying to get guys going early, and then uh, all three games have fortunately been competitive for the Thunder. They've won their first one, they lost the second one, they lost tonight again, but they've been competitive uh, games that the Thunder could have very well won late. So he tries to get everybody uh, going early on, which is what you want out of your point guard, and then he takes the onus on himself late to try and take it home for his team. And like you said, there's a lot of good, but there is some bad. And unfortunately, when games are decided by a possession or two, I mean, tonight was a little bit more of a wider margin, but it was close late. Um, when it's decided by a possession or two, uh, one mistake can just be glaring. And that's going to be the one that we remember I already highlighted the uh, bad turnover he had late under a, about, about a minute and a half, I believe, left in the game. But, you know, I kind of go back to... Uh, the Boston Celtics game in Oklahoma City last season of course, before the nightmare started that we're currently living in. But if you remember from that game, Chris Paul let SGA try to try to get the game for them. He, he gave him the ball and said, go get it. this is like this is your moment go get it And Marcus Smart picked his pocket right in front of everybody right in front of the home crowd and the Celtics were a- able to eke out a win in Oklahoma City. and you know we, we talked about that during the post game uh, rightfully so and I was like, hey, I like that. I like that he had that kind of embarrassing. I I guess I lost the game moment, but it appears SGA is a sponge as a personality. It appears that he welcomes challenges. So um, whatever minimal mistakes he will make late, I don't think you can rely that rely on it to continue that much more. He's going to have more opportunities to correct them. He's going to have more opportunities to shine, and I just think SGA is too good that. Um, it, there's going to be a lot more good than a lot more bad. I don't know if that's going to result in wins, but of course, I don't think Thunder fans care about the wins or losses. I think they just care about the losses.
0: Christine, I'll let you uh, put a little bit of salt uh on this so let's go ahead and pour that whole uh whole container open the five turnovers and what is it about shea uh, he led the entire he led the entire game with turnovers nobody on either team had more than five uh you look at jackson jackson had four but still that's a that's a kid that was making his first start nervous this was the superstar of the team with five uh, what do you think was it really good defense from orlando or is it something about shea
2: is this my brand now? Am I just going to be the person that salts on everyone on this team? I just need to know.
0: Yeah, I am. Um, you did it. T- you did it in the first uh, segment. You you cracked it open. So now that you have it open, you don't have to pass it, sister. Go ahead and put it on the put it on the plate.
2: All right. Okay. Well, I really don't think that. It's really that bad that SGA had five turnovers tonight. I mean, even though the team had the 20 in total, I believe that SGA is the primary ball handler for this team. And when you are the primary ball handler and you're taking on that big responsibility, you are going to have some growing pains, especially with someone who is as young as him and taking on this big role that he kind of took all on his own starting off this season. He doesn't have really a leader anymore to follow. So I don't have an issue with it, especially with all the. good decisions that he does make offensively. He's really good at moving the ball quickly. He's good at, he has a really good vision for the floor and I appreciate that. So if there's going to be a couple mistakes here and there, I don't mind it.
0: Burton, uh, she doesn't want to pour the salt on uh, SGA anymore. Uh, Do you have anything left on him to say, or is there something we're missing from SGA or just talk about his overall uh, game?
3: No, I completely agree with Christine. I don't mind him having five turnovers. I do, I do not mind that he is trying to make things happen as the facilitator of this team. Um, I don't mind it. it there's going to be growing pains, for sure. This is his first full season as the guy, the facilitator, the point guard uh, for this team. So there's going to be some growing pains. And Jerry, I'm sorry, the stat with this 23-7-7, seven and seven, this is going to be a normal occurrence. So it's going to be tough for you to uh, to continue your Shea just alexander hate. You're irrational. But
1: the hate. L's. But he lost. Yeah,
3: but exactly, he lost.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he didn't score the game-winning shot last game. Right. He's doomed.
0: He didn't. He didn't have the ball in his hands for a game-winning shot tonight. What is he doing? Uh, No, listen, the expectations for SGA right now, this is – how many people get this opportunity? Just think about this. Whatever job you have right now, whether you're the night manager at On Cue or maybe you have your first crew uh, and you're stocking shelves somewhere at, like, Walmart and Target or whatever. I thought you were going to say pirate
1: or something because you said crew.
0: well or a pirate what if you're a pirate right and shout out to our crew. listeners in somalia i have a lot of questions you you do, this is your chance to shine like they're giving everything to sga right now the entire keys to the whole thing and how deserved of it is he i mean we don't know i mean oklahoma city did not draft him so he's a guy that uh, Sam Presti liked. He pulled him over and uh, basically set everything up for him and said, here, child, have this. Do this for us now. And it's not really like we don't know. I don't know. I'm not sold that he's going to be a five-time all-star and the representative for Oklahoma City on All-Star Weekend and all that for years to come. I don't know that. I'm still trying to figure out, is he the dude or is he a piece to the dude that doesn't exist yet? You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I get it. Uh, it's just gonna be so hard. I mean, we have to do these post game shows after every game. We're covering this team every single day, and so by default, we're going to be reacting off of either brilliant play or some some
0: mistake. You know that. How either- about this? Let me, because I know you guys are tired of me with this whole SGA thing. Let's do this tonight. Ready? We'll go around uh, and, and just answer. Was he the dude for Oklahoma City tonight? No.
1: It's an eleven point right. loss. I mean, like, what are you? What were you looking for?
0: Because Isaiah, Isaiah Roby was the dude tonight. Was it like, like last night? He was the dude against Charlotte. He was the dude. Was he the dude tonight? Now,
1: That's probably has more to do with the fact that we have zero expectations for Isaiah Roby, and in fact, probably in the negative. Like, we have negative expectations for Isaiah Roby, <laughs> especially being placed into the starting lineup. So, anything he does, great or good or average, you know, we're going to highlight so much more. Was- well, do you think SGA was the dude then? you say yes then, right? I thought for the for about the first forty six minutes of the game he was. Okay. He was everything Christine that you wanted to be. Okay. Christine was he the
0: dude tonight?
2: I thought he was. I, I mean okay. I when you're taking on the ball handling position when you're the point guard and you're scoring the way he does, yeah, I think he's the guy. Especially Burton? when the defense as a whole was terrible, so it's yes. not like anybody outshone him on the other side of the floor.
3: Yes, Shea is the guy. Twenty three seven and seven. Kind of doing about okay. everything. He's the guy. Eight for ten from the field. He's the
0: guy. Now another another guy that the Oklahoma City Thunder are trying to figure out whether he's the uh, piece or not is Baisley tonight. And Baisley definitely was not a dude. He was three of 14, six points, and started off salty. I don't know if you know this. In pregame, I get I, and two, I'll, I'll blame you know and, and friend of the show Joe Massado from the Oklahoma. And I'll blame him a little bit because he tried to skip steps. What do you in sports? Matt, and I'll talk to you because you played such high-level basketball yourself. There Was you go. That 6A you played? <laughs>
3: 8. 6A, yes. Yeah. 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 Big, all, big 6A, old city right? All-Star,
0: OBCA All-Star. Wow. Jim Thorpe. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's
3: okay. No big deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I went to you, Matt. <laughs> that's why I went to you. Joe Masato tried to sk- uh, skip some steps and try to get in a quote for his uh, New Orleans Pelicans story. And so he asked Baisley about uh, the matchup with Steven Adams, and Baisley did not hold back. He laughed. He said, the, "The you know the question was silly that he's not thinking about Stephen Adams and he thought that he was going to be asked a question about the Orlando Magic." That that's how Baisley started his evening, and then I guess it carried over to the court with a three of fourteen. Just not a good look for Baisley at all. Uh, do you blame Baisley for what he did, Matt, or do you you don't skip steps? Uh, you know he has, and I think I don't think this is the first time he's been a little.
3: I don't know. I don't know really the word uh you know guarded with the media I guess. Uh I think there a couple maybe a month ago or so uh he was being a little guarded towards the media as well. Um so I guess I get it. I mean, you know, someone's got to take Russell Westbrook's uh, mantle with uh being being short with the media. Um but no, Darius Bailey tonight, you know, I if if you listen to this post-game show at any time last year. You know my feeling about Darius Baisley. And it still shows. He is like he is like a puppy dog that has huge paws. Arms and legs. And he has, is very he has tall. Huge paws that trips over himself. But you know once that puppy grows into those to those paws, he is going to be a great dog. He is going to be a great he's going to be a beast. Darius Baisley is going to be good. I am so high on Darius Baisley. Um, if he can get to where he can consistently he had one where he kind of pump fake, took one dribble, pull it from the elbow, and hit it. Uh, if he can start doing that consistently, he's going to be dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, he missed a few bunnies early at the at the rim. Uh, he had one blocked. That was pretty bad. Uh, missed a wide-open three to start off the game. Uh, it, uh, poor shooting nights from young players, especially young players being thrust into a new role with more responsibility. I, I'm not going to you know beat him up too much over it. In terms of Darius Baisley's newfound, uh, I guess, Attitude towards the media. Um, I'd be very interested to see or to find out uh, what kind of went over or what's been going on with Darius Baisley since uh, since the summer. Now, I'm going to safely assume that if I email the Thunder and say, "Hey, I'd like to do a one-on-one Zoom interview with old Darius Baisley and catch up," um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get that or anybody will. See, that's
0: that's don't say that, Brady. Let's just let's do it. Let's try it.
1: Oh, I mean, I've I've sent
0: the email. (laughs) That's okay. Positive, right? Positive attitude only, right? Only think positive. <laughs> only Christine. Before we give, before you give your take, will you please give the score again one more time?
2: Again, you forgot it already?
0: No. Well, who? who maybe people just tuned in, got into their cars. Maybe they were in line at Waterburger.
1: Holy goodness! Milwaukee scored one forty-four on the Miami Heat. Oh, <laughs> that's
2: the score that other people care about. If
1: only they did that in the playoffs when it mattered. Oh well.
2: Moving on. Yikers. So Jerry. The Orlando yes. Magic scored 118 points tonight. And the Oklahoma City Thunder only scored 107, which is 11 less than the team that won. All
0: right. There you go. So that there you go. If you just got in your cars, and that's how we're going to present it now, uh, 118 to 107, the Orlando Magic and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, your thoughts on like
2: Is this about the media or, like, in
0: general? In general, whatever, uh, whatever you want to kind of piggyback off what we've been saying.
2: Okay. I mean... As far as media goes, I think it would be interesting to see him in person because I think a lot of things can be lost in translation through Zoom and, you know, just the fact that the media isn't on camera and it's just their voices. I think sometimes things can kind of not translate as well. So maybe if it was in person, it might be better. I don't know. I guess we'll find out hopefully sometime in the future. I don't know. But... Darius Bealsy tonight, yeah, I kind of talked about it earlier. He did not show up well for the Thunder, but I do think he has a really high ceiling, especially with his size and his skill set. I think that if he can just kind of round out other parts of his game, his post moves down low, become more consistent behind the arc, and really create a powerful presence in the paint when he's on defense as well as when he's on offense, I think he can be a real problem for a lot of NBA teams moving forward. So I think his ceiling is pretty, pretty high. 107.7
0: The Franchise, that's Christine Butterfield, uh, Brady Trantham, Matt Burton, IMTV's Jerry. You're welcome. Uh, Whenever we get back up to the next segment, obviously we'll talk about Poku. we'll talk about the upcoming schedule, what we're all going to be doing on New Year's Eve, and Matt Burton is going to take us around the association. You are listening to the First Take Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. 1077 of the franchise. Matt Parton. Like I said, you are an absolute dragon slayer. Right? Is that what they're called now? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I don't know the name. Yes, that's what they're. You, uh, you are uh, fearless in your pursuit of happiness. Could you please, sir, take us around the association here? Oh, I will. That's why I picked this song.
3: Perfect. I'm gonna start off with Brady's Heat. Sorry, but like you said, I'm not the Bucks didn't do that. the Bucks didn't do that in the playoffs when it mattered. The Bucks beat the Miami Heat tonight, 144 to 97. They also set the NBA three-point record uh, for most three points made in the game with 29 three-pointers. Uh, the only Bucks player uh, that played in the game that did not knock down a three-pointer.
1: Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hmm.
2: Interesting. It, it was a it heat, but...
3: I
1: was going to say, it's funny how that is going to be important once we get to the postseason again. <laughs> right.
0: Uh, Giannis only had a, nine a, points tonight. It was a low heat. It was a simmer. <laughs>
3: right. It was a little, it was it was a little simmer. A little simmer. Um, we're going to go to the east where the juggernaut Cleveland Cavaliers finally lost their first game of the year. They fall to 3-1. and one. They lost to the New York Knicks, 95 to 86. Uh, Julius Randle tonight, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists. That's right, a triple double for Julius Randle, playing 44 minutes for Tom Thibodeau. (laughs) 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 Playing 44 minutes for Tom Thibodeau, and. um, Bye bye, knee cartilage. Tom Thibodeau is probably really
0: upset that he got four minutes of rest, too. You know, my favorite stat about the New York Knicks this year is they are 30th. They are 30th in the league in uh, salary. They're dead loss. The New York Knicks are dead last in salary. That's how you tank. Ugh. Is James Dolan still alive? The destination that is New York City. If you can make it there, you can make it anywhere.
3: The Mecca. Uh, <laughs> the Philadelphia 76ers took down the Toronto Raptors tonight, 100-93. The Raptors off to an 0-3 start. Um Joel Embiid had 29 and 16 boards tonight. OG and Anobi, Pascal Siakam both had 20 apiece for the Raptors. Any comments? Any cares? Nope, no one cares. All right. The Golden really State, trash. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors uh get a win. Their first win. Their, their second win is showing. Second here. Win? But huh. what uh, I know? two and two? Um Sorry, 116 to 106 over Jerry's Detroit Basketball Pistons.
0: So Did Blake Griffin get a concussion in that game? Yes, he did. Oh, no. Oh, no. And uh, rookie sensation Killian Hayes also uh, was out of the game early. Oh, yeah. So.
1: You're on the Killian Hayes train, aren't you?
0: I would love to say that I've seen a bunch of them play, and I haven't. So... I would love, I'd love, to- love to see it. I know former Oklahoma City Thunder Jeremy Grant is having a, a pretty good season there. Twenty-seven and seven for him tonight. Good for Jeremy. Cool
3: way to get paid. Love that. Um, but anyways, <laughs> I love are. the cool. Thank <laughs> you, Christine. Cool. Detroit <laughs> yeah, falls to zero and four on the year. Some competition for Thunder right there. Something to keep an eye well, on. Sam Pre- it's, they have Sam. Pre- they have Sam Presti guts. They do. Troy Weaver. So Troy Weaver, yeah, out there making it happen. The uh, Celtics took down the Indiana Pacers tonight, 116, two one eleven. 2 2-1-11. Jason Tatum had 27 and 11 boards tonight. And leading the Pacers was Victor Oladipo, 24. DeMontis Sabonis, 14 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists. He had a triple-double the other night, too. You what forgot to say former Thunder. Oh, yeah. Thunder great. Thunder great. They won that trade. It was um, cool when his
1: dad was here for that random game.
3: Arvidas, what a guy. Anything, Jerry? Nope, nothing. All right, cool. Uh, Moving right along. The Bulls took down another team that is competing with the Thunder. The Washington Wizards, 0-4. They shouldn't be competing with the Thunder, but it's a Thunder
1: starting Bowl. off right, starting off right now. You got Scott Brooks, Billy Donovan, and Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Is there any other former Thunder players on the Bulls or Wizards that I can? No, but how about, know? about
0: former writers Fred Katz and Darnell Mayberry <laughs> on opposing on, on opposing press Rose? That's
2: a matchup I like to
0: see. Yes, both of them trying to. Uh, which also begs the question tonight: How many times can Russell Westbrook get Scott Brooks fired?
3: <laughs> oh. Another triple double for Russ tonight. Twenty-one points, eleven assists, fifteen rebounds. Good for Russ. You know that year in Houston really took off his. Uh, it really took him off his his path. I feel to most like
1: that illustrious stat that we would always throw out to people that would just trash Russ Westbrook without any you know nuance or context. You know, well, well, you, you just stat chases. Well, I mean, the Thunder were like eighty-seven and four when he triple doubles. Yep. I feel like little by little that's going away. He stat chases, yes. The other team was
3: helping him get a triple-double, yes.
0: By the way, the Morton Salt girl on the Salt now has been replaced by a pitcher of Christine Butterfield. Whoa! Uh, Russell Russell had six turnovers tonight. Does that make you mad?
2: No, I expect nothing less.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right. That's like 2.2 SGA
1: turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) The
2: the other
3: game's in progress. Uh, The Kings are up uh 74 to 62 against the denver nuggets tonight um game about to go to halftime the suns are beating the pelicans 62 42 with a minute left in the second quarter and the clippers are up 70 to 50 against the timberwolves that game just went to half and that was around the association
1: and can i also add one other score Yes. Texas just, went up. Texas yep. just went up 24-10, to 10, <laughs> and I believe a local kid in Casey Thompson just tossed the touchdown pass. Son of Charles Thompson, if I
0: recall correctly. Yeah, Charles Thompson. Uh, and the cover of SI, Charles Thompson, I remember. Oh, yeah. He was wearing, he was wearing orange, though. He wasn't wearing that. Uh, well, Street. his
1: son's wearing orange, and he just threw a touchdown pass. And now the turntables. Have they already shown the Sam Ellinger picture when he was young throwing up the horns did he uh did he get hurt clearly i'm in thunder mode so uh but that's true all I'm i know laughing. is Bajan robinson's pretty good but uh and also well,
0: yeah didn't you didn't you watch the red river shootout i mean they they forced the ball to him They well, didn't give him the ball well, really oh, didn't no, i'm sorry he only had he only had two carries but five <laughs> five carries, um, carries yeah yeah it was terrible yeah it was, bad. It was terrible all right. Uh, real quick, not only is this the first take post game show with Matt Burton and Brady Trantham and Christine Butterfield and <laughs> TV's Jerry, where else could they find this if they wanted to listen to this again or caught it late and listen to the whole thing, Brady?
1: Well, if that's the case, you can always listen to this on the OKC82 podcast.
2: It sounded so inviting. I know. What? <laughs> I, I just, I just, I, I, I assume
1: millions well. of. What does the promo say when there are the millions of Oklahomans? So I just assume millions of Oklahomans crowding around, you know, socially crowding distance, of course. One,
2: one the, the radio, radio with a speaker next
1: to the fireplace after FDR gives his, you know, his fireside, fireside chats. Chat. There you go. There's a history nerd right there. Um, yeah, I, I assume they're listening to this live. But let's just pretend that you're busy. You know you know, drinking some wine or whatever, doing something that rich people do, you can listen to this on the OKC82
0: podcast for free. You don't have to drink. You don't have to be rich to drink wine. There's Isn't very that what rich people wines. do? There's very affordable wines. Oh, Excuse no, me. Sip wine. They, they sip it. Rich people do some sort of concoctions that are like eight ounces that have like champagne and asparagus in it. I, I don't know. Look at, look Both at you. Go
1: ahead. I was going to say, look at Jerry just talking down to us from his Edmund throne. <laughs> and, <laughs>
0: this is what second, rich people do, actually. <laughs> He's like, I'm I on have the sec- a
2: salad with my Bloody Mary in <laughs> the morning. Thank
0: you very much. <laughs> I'm on the second floor, so yes, I'm literally looking down. <laughs> you and Burton are both uh, bartenders. Give us, a, give us a fancy drink.
1: <sighs> I mean, the drink I had the most fun making would probably be, oh, <laughs> Sex on the Beach. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I liked making old fashions because that's my favorite drink. I do
3: like making Bloody Marys, by the way.
0: Bloody Marys What's f- on the? Si- Go ahead. What's on the six on the beach? What's on the six on the
1: beach? Uh, yeah, that's, that's for me to know and you to find out. I'm not going to reveal our tricks here.
3: I'm also, I'm also a bartender at a place in Yukon, so mostly it's me just popping the top on a
1: Coors Light or something.
0: You got Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> that Coors. That Coors Light. How do, you, how do you make your Bloody Mary?
1: I put a little Worcestershire in mine. Maybe a little bit more than I should. I feel like you have to have the zing zang mix. Yeah, it's just too perfect. It's too perfect of a mix. Has anybody been to Scratch and Norman? I mean, here's a free shout out for them, but no free shout. uh, Back in the day before times of plague, um, my favorite uh, uh, my favorite Bloody Mary is from Scratch, and I don't think they use zing zang. I'm not trying to say it's because they use local products or whatever, but it does taste slightly different,
0: and I do like it. Okay. All right, sounds good, Christine. Your favorite drink that you can mix up? I don't think you've ever been a bartenderess or whatever they're called.
2: <laughs> <laughs> bartenderess, um, barmaid. Um, I like a good whiskey sour. It's kind of my go-to. Okay.
0: Christine's okay. a brown liquor gal. What is it? Is whiskey and, and sweet and sour? That's it.
2: Yeah, I'm not. Okay. I'm not that fancy.
0: Okay. Because I don't yeah, live it's in. That's fine. fine. So it's fine. I can't. It's I can't fine. do it. Apparently. All right. All right. That's what fine. What, can be what about be Jerry. you,
1: Jerry? What free drink do you prefer?
0: It. I love natural light out of a can. There we go. Let me. Uh, I want to want to be with the everyday man that's listening to us right so now. You're
1: like you're on the natties for Patty. Uh.
0: Love. Love a natural light. There we go. We'll just we'll just go with that. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, if you look at their schedule, uh, if Orlando didn't like what the taste that they got tonight, they're going to get a little more of a taste a little bit later on. Uh, obviously, the matchup with the Pelicans on uh, New Year's Eve, which is a tradition now in Oklahoma City. seems like they're always at home. Last year, if you remember, an exciting game with Luka and the Dallas Mavericks. But uh, just talk about the upcoming schedule, and it, it doesn't get any easier. And uh, the Nas- National Basketball Association does it, Brady.
1: Not at all. Not at all. I'm sorry. I was actually trying to send a very important text message, but no, it doesn't. It, it feels. <laughs> look, I don't know why. I don't. I don't. I don't know if this is just me because I I'm terrible. But you know, normally. Basketball runs into football season well before football season is even close to being over. I mean, basketball starts in mid-October now for the NBA, so I find myself always confusing. Oh, yeah, it's two hours until kickoff, and I'm trying to talk about a basketball game. like, oh, no, I need to get in the frame of mind. But I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I'm very much looking forward to the Cotton Bowl uh, taking care of itself tomorrow night so that we can fully focus on the NBA because um, I think the NBA is going to be fun just to follow, whether you're covering it or a fan, just because I think as life starts to take care of itself outside of sports, you're going to see that kind of visually with the NBA because obviously there's no fans in Chesapeake Energy Arena. Uh, But I would say, I mean, I don't know this for a fact. This is just me estimating and guessing here. But come back around March, early April, you might start seeing some fans in the stands, perhaps if everything kind of goes according to plan outside of sports, God willing.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, how about uh, New Orleans on December 31st, Orlando January 2nd, and the Miami Simmer. <laughs> Matt, do you hear what I said? <laughs> the Miami Simmer, because they you know, got beat by Milwaukee. Oh, got it. Pretty, pretty what
1: catchy, happened the last yeah. time the Miami Heat played the Detroit Pistons in the playoffs? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Was
0: it 1999? Are we bringing up Alonzo Mourning? That was 2006. Well, oh. Alonzo Mourning was on that squad. Oh, my goodness. What, in 2006? Well, yeah, the year before, whenever they first got Shaq, they went to the finals, uh, the Pistons. So I don't want to hear. It. Yeah, Dwayne, Wade rolled his uh, ankle. Oh, well. And then uh, New or- at New Orleans, but a big road trip uh, after the home game against the Pelicans at Orlando, at Miami, at New Orleans, at New York, and at Brooklyn uh so if uh you know if, if the Oklahoma State Thunder likes sleeping in their own bed, they better get snuggled in and enjoy it for the next couple of nights because they are on the road until January twelfth uh and that that is ugly for a young team just now getting its bearings christine
2: yeah i I don't think it helps whenever you have multiple road games away i mean i it does help that, you know, it's kind of all-in-one trek. So, I mean, when they're in New York, they're going to play Brooklyn and in New York. They don't have to go back there. But it's definitely not great chemistry-wise. And they're young, so it's not really going to be that, like, tiresome on their bodies because they don't have to deal with a lot of old joint pains or whatever. So I don't see it being that big of an issue, although it definitely doesn't help, especially this early in the season.
0: Matt... uh is this something that might be able to bring them together? I mean, look, my one of my favorite movies of all time, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, right? That's not two pillows. Maybe that could be Poku, and that could be Hamadou Diallo, just kind of sharing a uh, a budget room because uh, <laughs> how, how the NBA is on a budget now.
3: Um, I guess, I guess so. I don't know. That's it's going to be good for the fans that are uh, uh, hoping for the tank. You know, the tanking fans. Uh, this is going to be good for him, especially whenever you have guys like Al Horford, George Hill. I don't know if George Hill is for sure not going to play on the second night of back-to-backs, but I know Horford isn't. So this is going to be a good stretch for the, the Tank fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see, uh, I guess like you were saying, Diallo and Poku, I, I guess. maybe they. I, I noticed uh, Poku got him a little, a little fade going. He needed a haircut for a bit, then he got a fade. Hey, I like it. Looking good.
0: <laughs> Brady, do you want to talk about an Orlando, a Thunder Killer tonight? Do you have anybody in particular that you thought that just absolutely just flashed for the uh, Orlando Magic tonight?
1: For the Magic? Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's fairly easy. I mean, Dwayne Bacon. Yo. <laughs> just bringing home the bacon. Nine of 10. 18 points. Did not take a three. Which is, I mean, all all the more incredible, I guess. But you could also go uh, Vucevic, I mean, 12 of 18. And like you guys mentioned earlier, Mike, uh, Michael Cage kept saying, he's an all-star, he's an all-star, he's an all-star. We know. We know because we've watched the basketball games before. But oh well. Um, other than those two, I mean, Terrence Ross did... Like, it was a Terrence ross light game. He was efficient, but he didn't score that much. So, I mean, outside of those two players, Dwayne Bacon and Vucevic, the Thunder performed fairly well in the defensive end, balling up everybody else. But unfortunately, you know, 9 of 10, 12 of 18 from two players in the starting five, it's going to be hard to overcome for anybody almost.
0: Christine, we're going to see the Orlando Magic again here pretty soon. Do you think that Bacon will sizzle again?
2: I think it's definitely not like, I think it's in the, like, I think it could happen, frankly. I don't think that the Oklahoma city thunders defense was anywhere near as it should have been. So maybe if they are able to stop him earlier um, in an upcoming game, or if they have Lou Dort guarding him specifically, probably could make a difference, but it's not out of the question to me, especially if they come out flat because they will be on the road. So um, I have no doubt that it could happen again.
0: All right, Uh that is Christine Butterfield. That's Bray Trentham. That is Matt Burton. I am TV's Jerry. Before we get out of here tonight, we will give you a Thunder Player of the Game and remind you that on New Year's Eve, yes, it'll happen again. We'll have another Thunder Post Game show, a little bit different. I like dressing up on New Year's Eve and going downtown and, you know, being all fancy and bringing in the uh, New Year with a Thunder Post Game show, a little bit different this year. Uh, what are your plans, personally, for New Year's Eve? Do you have something that you're going to do virtually at home? Are you going to get fancy at home? What are you guys going to do? Uh, Ready? I'm going to be at Chesapeake Energy Arena working.
2: I will also be working in the Chesapeake Arena.
0: <laughs> the game is going to end like at 9-something. We're going to do a post-game show. There's going to be time for you to be somewhere at midnight. I mean, are you going to go to bed at 10.30 or I'm, 10.45? I'm what, are you, what are we doing here?
1: I'm old. These yeah. young kids might go do something.
0: No champagne, no uh, oh, I get No some champagne te- now. Yeah. No tequila sunrises. I mean, what, what are we doing oh, here? That
2: sounds good. I mean, it- I I feel like any place would have a long line by the time I would get there.
0: Whoa, going out eh? <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! Oh wow! Oh, you're one of those. I'm going gotcha. to a
1: VIP t- club called My
0: Apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's I not just that VIP. All kind, of people, a a me, line, all kind of people, except for me, all kind of people go there. I,
1: actually, I think I might have a tiny, tiny, tiny get together with people I see regularly. <laughs> so okay. I, I don't, I don't know just yet. But, you should. Uh, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'll either be awake or asleep.
0: I don't know. Twenty one, here job. we come. Okay. Uh, uh, Matt Burton, do you have any uh, Cougars on the on off the leash? Does he? No.
1: <laughs>
2: Does he ever? I, I they usually, three spend t- from they here. usually
3: spend time with family on the holidays. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> shout out to
3: shout out to Matt Burton's mother. <laughs> Thanks for this. listening, mom. Um, <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> I'm going to get a text here pretty soon. No, uh, I'm going to
1: let's talk about how find- Nader to get your dad.
3: Now I'm gonna try to get uh, a couple of the cheapest champagne bottles that I can find, and I'm sure me and my roommate will just hang out in separate rooms. Well, hang out in separate rooms while drinking cheap champagne. There you
0: go. Oh, the life, the life, the life. Uh, I've asked everybody in the Ramsey household uh, what they want for their fancy dinner, Uh, so I will be uh, I will be the chef of the fancy dinner. Uh, Mrs. Ramsey wants me to order something from an Italian restaurant, so she doesn't want me touching her food. Uh, Miles Ramsey, he said fancy. He wants uh, BLT, but he hates lettuce. So, he, so just
2: tomato and bacon with mayonnaise? Um,
0: yes. That's his fancy dinner. Wow. And then Chloe wants uh, lobster tails. My <laughs> right. kind of
2: girl. <laughs>
0: right? Can I come over? Uh, no, because we
1: we're in the quarantine. I see you every other day. <laughs> I
2: saw you last <laughs> night, Jerry.
1: So I guess you're not going to be at the game.
2: Uh,
0: I don't know. I still don't know. Which means no. Yeah, uh, I was like, that
2: sounds fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I have to cook fancy dinner. And I'll be covering the thunder. And we'll all do a post game.
2: You know, you don't really need to cook lobster tails. You steam them. You're also... Okay, yeah. Also, you don't cook a BLT that only has... Like, if you pre-make the bacon, I guess.
0: Yo, you had to cook the bacon, and then you got to put the, you got to toast the bread. Oh, I'm not going to get okay. my, yeah, I'm not going to get, come on, it's fancy dinner. It's fancy, dinner. Right. It's fancy right. Christine. This isn't a Saturday afternoon. It's New Year's Eve. <laughs> he, gets, my, he gets toasted bread.
2: My bad, Jerry. I was just, <laughs> I was setting the bar really low for you. So, I mean, now that yeah. you've exceeded expectations already, you're You're I welcome. Think,
0: I think, first of all, that's a short joke, but we'll just let that pass. Anyway, uh, Matt Burton, go ahead and hit it. Let's do the Thunder Player of the Game. Now, the franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmund.
1: It's Alexi Pokaszewski.
3: I just want to go ahead and say, interrupt real quick. My mom just texted me. She said, Cougars, with three <laughs> question <laughs> She also said, hi, everyone. So, there you go. Mom, Hello.
2: mom, they're animals. Hey. They're dangerous. They they <laughs> eat dogs. Hi, Mrs. Burton. Um, we were only referring to the animals he found in Tiger King. Yeah, right.
3: Exactly. I was very influenced by Joe Exotic. So yeah.
0: you should see your son's dagger. Uh, go ahead, Brady.
3: who's yes! the
2: player Stop. of the game.
1: Uh, oh, I get first. I get to say the easy one. The, the hit the softball out of the park. It's going to be Nebraska ball himself, Isaiah Roby. Nice. Is, I'm gonna look up. Is there? Are there any other Nebraska basketball players in the NBA? Hold, uh, hold,
0: please. Oh my gosh! That oh, that kills me because I, I'm, I can't. I, 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 just can't. Christine, while we're thinking about this, who's your player of the game?
2: Can I say Hamadou Diallo because he went six for nine from the
0: field? Goal nice. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yes, yes, you can, and you're back on my good side, Burton.
3: Um, I would say Isaiah Roby has already been taken. Give me Shea Gilgis-Alexander. 3-for-3 three three from the three-point line. Finally got it going, like Brady said. It only hit two prior to this game. 8-for-10 from the field. Uh, 7 assists, 7
0: rebounds. Kind of doing everything. I'm going to give it to Josh Hall. Congratulations. You got your first NBA minute. And no one talks about you. I wanted to bring
2: this up. I'm so glad you did, Jerry.
0: <laughs> no one talks about you. They only talk about Melodon and Poku, myself included. Whenever I asked uh, Coach to talk about the rookies and I asked about Poku and Melodon, and Coach goes, and I would throw Josh Hall in there too. And he said, oh, and okay. I, no it one, would have been no rude. Asked. I did not want to unmute myself and go, no. I'm not talking about Josh Hall, the coach. Just
1: <laughs> throw it down the hall, more like it. By the way, Isaiah Roby is the only Nebraska basketball player currently in the NBA. Uh, there have been not let's talking. see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven Nebraska players in the NBA all time. Can anybody name one? There is one easy one.
0: Oh no, it's breaking my heart. What's his? Ty Ty Lue. It's Ty Lue. Yes. Yeah. The, I got mine. There you go. You fools figure out the rest.
1: Uh, let's see. The, the leading scorer in the NBA from the University of Nebraska would be Stu Lance, who played for Detroit, Houston, the Lakers, uh, New Jersey, and San Diego. Uh, started. <laughs> he was drafted in 1968, averaged 12.4 points per game during his NBA career. So not a lot to be happy for if you're a Husker fan in terms of basketball.
0: I love what you said, by the way. Mr. Nebraska Ball. Like that needs yeah. to be a thing. That absolutely needs to be a thing cuz right now he is Mr. Nebraska ball.
1: He's just he's like you said he does deserve a black shirt because the football yeah. team doesn't. Absolutely. All right, Brady, Cointers. where
0: else can where else can people hear this if they didn't hear it live and they want to hear this thing? Or maybe they want to listen again cuz they were so uh they were so entertained. Yeah, once well,
1: a, once again the OKC 82 podcast which is the uh podcast that Christine Butterfield Uh, myself, and then other friends like Matt Burton, uh, yourself, Jerry, and Ryan Chapman will uh, kind of be on here and there, depending on if we're doing post-game shows or not. But uh, it's available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I started it with Madison Morris. She might pop in from time to time, depending on our schedules. So uh, look forward to her maybe jumping in uh, for just kind of an old-school kind of podcast.
0: I just want to remind everybody we are the flagship station for the OU Sooners and tomorrow is going to be and I want to paraphrase what Randy said. About eighty percent OU pregame tomorrow. So we will be talking a ton about the matchup between the OU Sooners and the Florida J V squad. It's gonna be a fantastic Cotton Bowl. I hope everybody's invested and everybody checks their Cracker Jack box for their Cotton Bowl prize that the OU Sooners whenever they beat the J V uh Florida Gators. Any other comments on that real quick? The,
1: the big, the big uh, like thing that we missed tonight was we didn't ask Mark Dagnalt and didn't have a chance to ask Al Horford because he didn't play what their Cotton Bowl predictions are because they're both Florida Gators. Oh, look at you. Not necessarily Mark Dagnalt, but he was an assistant under Billy at the University of Florida. I think he went to UConn.
0: That is, oh my gosh. So I guess we ask on New Year's Eve, we'll ask Al Horford, was he heartbroken whenever the Florida Gators just got Absolutely, I, I. What do you do to a gator? skin They get skinned. Is um, that what you said? I
1: yeah, think you. you can, I think you. you I think you
0: don't you move.
1: Can. Isn't its movement or isn't its vision based off movement? Or is that a is that a dinosaur? <laughs> They're basically dinosaurs, the same. I, think. I mean, how do cougars see, Matt? Like, tell me. <laughs> What, get, what gets um, this, a cougar's a grand attention? Grand, I, I've had a lot of fun uh, <laughs> in tonight. the dark. This
3: is For great. sure, it's I feel like in I heard it's the dark. Nice
0: Smelling by the by, yeah. fear,
3: too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> had a lot of fun on
1: this post game show. It's been great. That, Sadly, <laughs> it cannot
0: go on any longer. That
1: beard can't hide that baby face of yours,
0: <laughs> Matt Burton. Thank you very much, Christine Butterfield. Thank you very much, Brady. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, Thanks. I've had better. Don't worry.
0: Pre- appreciate it. I am TV's Jerry. Uh, that was the uh, first take Thunder post game show. If you jo- enjoy those. Uh, Trust me, we'll have plenty more as the season goes along. Right now, Satellite Radio on 107.7 The Franchise.